1: Welcome to Analog Jones and the Tempo of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast that looks at the trailers, box art, and behind the scenes, except when we're going over our top 10 <laughs> of right.
0: 2018. That's right. We've got our top 10s. We did this last year, so go back and listen to that episode if you hadn't heard it. Uh, I think I was sick in that episode as well. Wow, really? And yeah, it must be like around the time of year when it gets me. I get sick like once a year with a mm-hmm. cold and it seems to always be around the December January time and that's where we're making our top ten list. So here Ooh. we are again. <laughs>
1: top ten list. Totally original. We're the first ones to ever do it.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's what I, that's what I've heard anyway. Yeah, that's what
1: I've heard too. Yeah. yeah. I think this is gonna be a big thing on the internets.
0: Yeah. Lists as opposed to like articles. Yeah. yeah. I think that might that might catch on.
1: Okay. And this is our, I don't know if you mentioned this, but this is our top 10. It's not, we don't think this is the best of the year because we're, you know, we're not super critics and they're lame anyway.
0: Yeah, this is our opinion. But at the same time, these are the best movies of the year. (laughs) Natural. (laughs) Because our opinion is the correct opinion.
1: (laughs) We learned that also from the (laughs) internet.
0: That's right. The internet told us that our opinion is is solid gold and nobody else's opinion matters.
1: Uh, I'll go over my honorable mentions. And my first one is, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Oh, yeah. Mr. Rogers. That was an emotional one at certain points. I was like, oh... Don't you make me cry. Yeah, that was a,
0: I really like that one. That one doesn't make an appearance on any, any of my lists, but I did really, really like that movie. It was quite nice. Yeah. Quite, it was, quite, felt quite good.
1: It also was interesting to see him at one point talk about 9-11, right? You know, cause yeah. he died in 2003. Yeah. And uh, how I was just like, I just don't think any of this is going to matter. And how everyone in that documentary is like, no, it matters.
0: Yeah. We need you, Mr. Rogers. And we need you more today than ever. So yes. that's why I'm glad we got this doc of it.
1: All right. Do you have an honorable mention?
0: Yeah, I have two. Do you have more than yeah, one? Yeah, I have more. Okay. Yeah, I've got two. So uh, what my, I guess my first honorable mention would be uh, Cam, which is on Netflix right now. Uh, that one is quite good. Uh, that's the webcam body horror, uh, webcam girl body horror movie that uh, popped up on Netflix, I think, in November of uh, 2018. Quite oh, good.
1: I missed that one. Oh, it's excellent.
0: Definitely give it a... Give, it's written by an actual cam girl model. So, you know, one of those... Is uh, that like a
1: YouTube star? No, know, know, like they is. where
0: they do like the strip teases or like, you know, like feet things for money on. Uh, where they just like they're in front oh. of their webcam and they do chat oh, rooms and things like that. So it's written by one a girl who actually has done that stuff but has made it into a horror movie. Uh, and it was one of like the most like edge-of-my-seat movies I saw this year.
1: Huh. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Uh, I'll write that down. Uh, another one of my honorable mentions was Dead Ant.
0: That's, uh, a, that's a good one. I hear that one's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it played at your Windy City Horrorama uh, with Jake Busey. My, my dude. My dude, Jake Busey.
0: Yeah, uh, that one comes out January 25th uh, in theaters in VOD. So for all you fine folks listening who haven't seen it yet, January 25th, no excuse. Yeah, Yeah, it's
1: a combination of 50s monster slash 80s rock slash nostalgia of today.
0: Yeah, uh, great performance by Jake Busey in that one. Like, he's so good and so funny in that one.
1: Yeah, Yeah. a side note, I'll get on the little soapbox here. When the director was talking about how he was so hard on Jake, because he's like, Jake, I'm going to pull a fucking great performance from you. I don't think he said fucking, but he's just like, I'm going to pull this performance out of you. And Jake, like his story of like, where he could hear the director muttering and coming back to talk to them and, and Jake would be like, oh, it's, it's about me.
0: It's about <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Ron Carlson, the director was in for the festival and he is the coolest dude. So uh, of course he made a great rock and roll killer ant movie. <laughs>
1: it was fun. Go see it. Uh, Another one I wanted to put up there was Halloween 2018. Wow, I like this, and you can hear us talk about it Um, in, I don't know, whenever, somewhere around October, I'm sure, we put that podcast out. It was a double. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I'm really glad they did a sequel, and it wasn't a soft reboot, because I'm tired of soft reboots. And yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say about that.
0: I'll talk about that one in a second. My last honorable mention is a sequel that I didn't uh didn't expect to kind of rock me but I really enjoyed it was uh strangers pray at night uh the second strangers movie uh, I like the first one I think it's a it's got some really good scares in it it's a really good nihilistic you know just leave you bummed out movie. And then the second one comes out and it's like a John Carpenter homage and like '80s slasher homage. And it's got all these like 80s pop songs in it. It's super fun and wacky and bloody as hell. It was really a surprise to be knocked on my ass in theaters with that one.
1: That one frustrated me with certain parts because of what some of the characters did where I think they just made them a little too dumb. And then certain parts going towards farther in the end the characters do get smarter but.
0: yeah that's been a complaint that a lot of people have had about that movie is they don't like the character decisions but I guess my only sort of defense of that is I, I think honestly it's to serve the purpose of like the style of the movie it's so it's so not grounded in reality that no, it's so. basically just a music video and I think that's why those characters make kind of dumb decisions because it's more about the style than the realistic.
1: So I heard someone defend it with the characters do dumb things because it's an homage to the 80s. And those characters did the most ridiculous things. Yeah, I was just frustrated with it. All in all, I didn't hate it. I've heard some people really, really got mad at it. And I'm like, I just, that's not the type of movie I get mad at. It's a slasher film. Come on.
0: Yeah, it was nice to see a slasher film. I mean, we'll talk about it in a sec with Halloween again. But like, uh, it was nice to see a slasher film in theaters again, too, which is kind of rare these days. You yeah. see them in festivals, mm-hmm. but you never really see them on like wide release weekends.
1: I also have Black Klansman. I uh, really liked it. Uh, just it was on my top ten, but I bumped it uh, because I think there's some other movies that I liked better in somewhat the same department. Uh, my top ten has a lot of emotion and um, dealing with our day to day racism yeah
0: black klansman was number 14 on my list uh you could see my full top 25 on my letterboxed. uh it's just matt stork it's just me i've got my top 25 on there but i'm not gonna bore you with all that but yeah black klansman's number 14 on there for me uh i really like that movie it made me laugh it made me bummed out you know it it, i think it it's got spike's uh energy that he kind of hasn't had in his last couple movies it feels more like a do the right thing than like Say, uh, you know, Miracle Santa Ana or something yeah. like that.
1: I, I thought the racism part of it was too laid back. That's why I bumped it out of my top ten. Uh, I rewatched it and I'm like, you know, because the the end punches you in the gut. It's very heavy handed. It's his style. Yeah, and I like aggressive. It. I like that. Yeah, uh, but as a whole, I think it needed to be needed to take it up to another level. I, I see what he was doing, and I do like the film. We actually talked about it somewhere in the summer, Sarah and I knew. Let's keep going on this. Uh, Annihilation, a very smart sci-fi film that did not get enough attention because I think it was marketed poorly. They marketed it like it was a sci-fi action, and while it has action, it's actually more of a intelligent sci-fi. I would say Star Trek fans would be, uh, fans of like... The next generation would be fans of this, so.
0: I really liked Annihilation. That bear scene's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's the screaming bear thing. That's yeah, awesome. I yeah. love that scene.
1: There's a lot of good in it, and it, I don't want to talk about the ending. I, you know what? I can't say any more about it because I don't want to ruin it. But if you haven't seen it, I'd say see it.
0: Yeah, I would actually. It's not in my top twenty-five at all, but I actually really like that one too. Yeah, I really like that movie.
1: Another one was this. This might disappoint people, but Mandy. It didn't crack my top 10, even though I don't really have anything negative to say about it. I think it's one of these art piece horrors. It's a drug trip. Yeah.
0: That's what it feels like. It feels like you're doing drugs when you're watching the movie. Like, I I like Mandy a lot, too. It's not on my top list or anything. It it was for a second in my top 25, but got knocked out at the last second.
1: And last one is a revenge film, Black 47. And it's a period piece. <laughs> I usually hate period pieces because most of them blow. <laughs> most but, of them are boring. Yeah. Uh, this one is not. And uh, they do a really good job of telling a fictional story in a uh, just a real shitty situation.
0: I did not see that one. Cool. I'll have yeah. to check it out.
1: You can. Uh, you can rent it on Voodoo and everything like that. But uh, okay. yeah, good stuff. Ready to crack in this top 10?
0: Yeah, let's crack in this top 10. Uh, before we get started... Uh, I don't know if you took totals or whatever, but I wanted to say it. Like, I saw more movies, new movies, like new release movies. So, movies that came out in 2018, I saw more of those than any other year before. And I, I mentioned before, I think I mentioned this somewhere before, but like, Horrorama helped. You know, we have to watch, I'll, I watch everything that gets submitted. So, uh, as one you're of the a freak. yeah well I'm the I'm the founder it's only fair you know me and Alex watch everything uh, and then and then it trickles down well me Alex and Ashley watch everything and then it trickles down to some of our other screeners that watch the rest of the stuff to help us make the decisions but we watch everything so that helped so I saw almost uh well I saw over 300 movies this year which is completely and totally insane most of which were in the beginning of the year because it was the submissions but still yeah. like I saw, a lot of movies this year do you know how many roughly ish
1: me yeah i have a count yeah i hit 70 yesterday 70 yeah nice it was official i finally got it in so i feel like a a junior woodsman here
0: (laughs) oh yeah but i mean i wouldn't have hit that huge number if i wasn't doing a film festival so (laughs) yeah that's true
1: and uh, i'm sure i'm glad i don't have to watch that many i just can't do it
0: it melts your brain a little bit
1: well, 70 was really hard for me, and I didn't get to watch one movie in December in the theater. Yeah. It it's just hard. was too hard. We
0: talked about that in the last mm-hmm. episode. There's too, mu- too much stuff came out in December.
1: Yeah, it's a weird December. Uh, calm down, Hollywood. You know, we do have other months.
0: Yeah, I don't need seven releases every week in December, you know?
1: Uh, whatever. Uh, okay, number 10 is going to upset you a bit, and I didn't like it. As much, but I rewatched it and I'm going to say Avengers Affinity War cracked my top 10 and it's because of one character and it's Thanos. I watched a lot of movies this year with bad supervillains where they're, and I'm not talking superheroes, I'm just talking about the, you know, uh, the antagonists were simple. Probably because I watch a lot of revenge films. <laughs> Peppermint. The thing was, is like when I rewatched it, at first I thought it was a little... I thought it dragged. Second time, no. Didn't pick up on it at all. Uh, and Thanos' background of why he's doing it... Because at first, when they started this whole Marvel universe... I thought Thanos was just going to be like, I want to take over the world. Boring. But actually, I see what he's doing now. And I thought his character was great. And I was surprised I liked it so much on Rewatch because I didn't like the Black Panther so much on Rewatch.
0: Yeah, I tend to I tend to really like lose my like the the Marvel movies I do like. I tend to not like them the very much. The second time I watch them, like they don't hold up as well for me upon reflection. I actually like uh, Avengers Infinity War a lot less than I even did before, and I didn't even really like it before, yeah. but the more and more I think about it, I'm like, God, I really didn't like that movie. So like, I stand by, every- oh, we had a whole yeah, episode, yeah. on. I stand by everything I said for it. I just think all these Marvel movies have just turned into commercials for the next movie, and I just, I'm done. I'm sick of it.
1: The one thing that specifically points out that I don't like is the beginning uh, with The whole Thor introduction from Thor Ragnarok. Like, if you didn't watch Thor Ragnarok, it's very confusing at the beginning. Uh, That annoys me because the film can't completely stand on its own. And I would say the first 30 minutes is the weakest. And then it picks up steam for me. But I was really surprised when I watched The Black Panther the second time. I fell asleep. I was not interested. Even though Killmonger is a great
0: yeah, villain. I would say he's a great villain. I don't think Thanos is that interesting, but I do think Killmonger's is really well, good.
1: I don't find the Black Panther as interesting. I find his community, his kingdom, whatever you want to call it, I find that interesting. But he's just the ultimate goody to be the ultimate goody.
0: Yeah, he's Captain America, but in, in a... yeah fantastical land you know like in more of a magical land he's captain american of magic
1: (laughs) because of the uh captain america one uh i understand why he does it
0: yeah marvel just doesn't do it for me anymore uh they've they've gone too too much into like not completing one movie and just making them advertisements for the next movie and uh yeah not having just one complete story i don't like the villains anymore i'm just tired of their
1: shtick all right, let's move on to your 10.
0: My 10 is uh, an independent one uh, called The Dark. came out in November. It is similar. It, it gets compared to, and I think kind of unfairly, to uh, Let the Right One In uh, because it is a sort of friendship story between a, a, a boy and a monster. Uh, so, that obviously, that's why the people are making the comparisons. But I think that's a little unfair. Uh, I think they're completely different movies. I'm not saying that The Dark is better than Let the Right One In, but uh, I think they both just have their own merits and stand on their own. So, uh, I, I think this one, yeah, it came out in November. It played the fest circuit, uh, and it's, it's about a disfigured uh, boy lost in the woods that gets saved by a zombie girl. Uh, who lives out there, and uh, you know, sort of, they're surviving out there in in the in the in the wilderness, and uh, in the people that they sort of interact with. Uh, it's really emotional. It's a really touching friendship story, as opposed to like a love story. It came out from Dark Sky, uh, put it out so you could see it anywhere that you you know rent your movies, Voodoo or Amazon or whatever. I, I highly recommend it. It's really good. It's a really good horror drama.
1: I always like your perspective on movies because when I listen to your top ten, I go back and watch some of them because you get to see so many. I I, I probably never would have heard of that.
0: Yeah, I really think – I don't think a lot of people have heard of this one, period, because it wasn't as flashy on, like, the fest circuit. Uh, but I think it's worth a watch, and I think it might knock you on your ass a little bit if you're, you know, into horror dramas.
1: Okay. Oh, my number nine is... I I got the two big ones out first. I watched Mission Impossible Fallout. I don't like the Mission Impossibles that much. But that one, I put on number nine. I don't like Tom Cruise that much in these. The stunts in that are incredible, and they're real.
0: Yeah, no, that movie is quite good. Uh, It's number 22 on my list. I love Tom Cruise. I I know. know. Not in real life. I don't don't know him. We're not friends. I can't call him up right now. But uh, I love his... uh, you guys films, don't
1: go I to guess.
0: cult parties together? No. I do. I like his movies, and I like all the Mission Possible movies, but like, since. Like, the first one is, is still my favorite. Like, I don't think anything is ever going to beat the first one for me. But since two, they have been progressively getting better and better, though, because two was terrible. Three was better. Four was better than three. Five was better than four, you know, and now six is better than, you know. Yeah, I, so I, I would put this one right next to the first one.
1: I think it's funny because I've never seen um, four or five. Oh yeah, uh, after three, I was like, ah, "Three's good, but I don't care." Uh, two is terrible.
0: Two's it's, terrible. Yeah, two, yeah. Is,
1: two is so bad that part of me wonders if it's hysterical now.
0: No, it's boring, and oh, that's the no. worst thing an action movie can be. Yeah, that's uh, true. It's it's boring. Uh, you should watch five. You'll like five. It's very similar to six. So,
1: yeah, I just I think it kind of surprised me that I put this up number nine. I think I put it up more number nine because I want. I want more gadgets in my films, and I want more real stuntmen and women doing cool stuff. And that one, even though there's a lot of CG and all that, because sometimes those helicopters looked a little goofy crashing in that movie. Uh, no offense to the animators, but um, I'll never meet you, so they look goofy. But the some of those fucking stunts, woo!
0: Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible what Tom Cruise does in all those movies too. He's insane. He's insane.
1: Yeah, it reminds a lot of some of the uh, a lot of the stunts remind me of Baby Driver from the year before, where I was like, yeah, that motorcycle stuff is great.
0: Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty rollicking action movie. It gets you hyped.
1: Yeah, uh, it is a little long. I think they need to cut some of it. <laughs> it was like two and a half hours long and about an hour and a half. I was feeling it a little bit, but then the end is just like. The last forty minutes fly.
0: Yeah, it's white knuckle. You're yeah. just like edge of your seat, but also like having a blast yeah. too. You're like smiling and no, I, you're yeah. white knuckle.
1: I was smiling at yeah. the end because uh, Henry Cavill <laughs> is that his name? Superman. Superman. Yeah, yeah. He he was a good bad guy.
0: Yeah, he was a fun bad guy to watch.
1: Yeah. Okay, you're number nine.
0: My number nine is Anna in the Apocalypse Zombie High School Musical. Damn, <laughs> so fun and the songs are incredible i like musicals but i only like a certain kind of musicals and i like the i like the pageantry i like the big loud musicals like i'm not i'm not as into like the uh lay misses of the world you know or this sleepy i like i like rock i like loud i like big productions and this one's got it And it's a zombie movie and it's gory as hell. I think horror fans have a lot to dig in on this one. And then like, you know, people who like putting on a show have something to dig into this one, too. So I I loved it. I saw it twice in theaters.
1: Oh, I didn't get a chance. Uh, I I knew that was on your top 10 and I just could not fit it in before today.
0: (laughs) I don't know if it's out yet. though. It played in theaters, but I don't think it has popped up on like VOD yet. Well, so we'll look I'll out for it.
1: will watch it when it comes out.
0: Absolutely, everybody should. Yeah, even everybody should. There's something for everybody in this movie.
1: I'm sure it will be on Shutter. I just have a feeling.
0: I, I hope so. Yeah, me too. Because sure. people will see it
1: then. Yeah, good.
0: People won't Get Shutter. Pe- people <laughs> won't seek it out if it's not already on a service. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: number eight for me was searching. Ah, I miss searching.
0: I missed oh. this one. It's one of my one that I missed this year that I really wanted to
1: see. Uh, for me, the first 10 minutes was very emotional. The wife in it, this isn't really a spoiler. Uh, you know that the wife is out of the picture from the trailer, which by the way I saw the I skipped this film in the theater because I saw the trailer like eight times and I'm like, oh, a social media slash found footage film, skip. And uh, finally Sarah and I watched it a couple nights ago and it is nothing like I thought. it's it's a good mystery. And uh, the wife dies from cancer in the first 10 minutes. And since I've lost someone from cancer when I was young, there is a image that they show of her in the bed with him hugging her while cancer is just sucking the life out of her. That really got me. So that was a great emotional connection for me. Uh, and, and then Sarah and I the entire time just, it, it, it does have a few pacing problems about an hour in because we both were like, mm, let's get past this. But the end, fantastic.
0: All right, I have to see it. It's it's been on my list for some time, and I just missed it. That's all. Got to see it.
1: All right, your number eight.
0: My number eight is Overlord. It's another one I saw twice in theaters. Another zombie movie. I'm not. I, I used to be really in, big into zombie movies, like right before it, before Walking Dead and all that stuff. Like back in like the early two thousands when like. Uh, Twenty-eight days later, and Land of the Dead were coming out. I was really into zombies then, uh, and I'm really tired of it now. But damn, two in a row on my top ten zombie movies. I can't believe it. Uh, Overlord is a World War II set Nazi experiment gone wrong. I guess zombie isn't even a good word for it. Just like it's 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 more like the reanimator zombies than like the you know infection zombies. I guess, and it it is literally like a big-budget Hollywood J.J. Abrams doing Reanimator. Yeah. It's like schlock, but it's wonderful.
1: So I saw that on a Sunday morning when Sarah was off at church, <laughs> and I was a story about it. So I walk into the theater, and it's it's three older guys, um, definitely older than me, I would say in their 50s. And uh, I sit down, and the one guy who's two rows in front of me turns around and he goes, hey, can I sit next to you? And I, I like didn't say anything for a second, but it, in my head it was like 10 minutes. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I guess that's okay. And he gets up there and he goes, this is my alone time from my family. So I'm going to pretend you're my friend. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but he, he wasn't bad. He, he was more like me because he was whispering things to me throughout the movie. And I'm like, oh, this this guy's me. For <laughs> like 25 years. <laughs>
0: that's hilarious.
1: Uh, But we had a good time. I, I didn't. I don't know if it would crack my top twenty, but I had fun with it, and it was—it was a big budget zombie movie.
0: Yeah, fun movies like this are so rare today. You know, like big wide release, fun, crazy horror movies. Usually they're so serious and dour, and yeah, you know, like I don't know. But it was fun to see something so rollicking and like silly.
1: Yeah, I, I like the serious films sometimes. I, I like a good combination. I like it super serious or way over the top. And Overlord gave me way over the top.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I like serious stuff too. I just think we get a lot of it, so it's fun when these little surprises happen.
1: Yes, I I think what I think it's cracking through. I see more and more with the kind of like not so much meta because I'm tired of meta horror.
0: Me too. I'm really burnt out on it, Um, especially by watching all these submissions and stuff. Like, that's all that the no-budget, low-budget filmmakers are making now. And I'm like, ah, I'm
1: so bored of it. Yeah, because I heard a lot of people that, um, are you the killer? Oh, you might be the killer. You might be the killer. I watched that, and I was like, it's not for me. I've seen enough meta horror. Um, I thought it was weird that they gave it away. They give it away in the trailer. They give it away in the movie, like, ten minutes in. It's like, oh, it is. He's the killer.
0: That one felt like... And I know it did it started with like a Twitter thread but it it almost felt like that one was like a a bunch of redditors came together and made a horror movie. You know what I mean? It was a Reddit horror movie. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It was like it was people who like think they know it all about the genre and I'm not I'm not I'm not a know-it-all on the I don't know everything. But, like, you know people on Reddit, are they think they know it all. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I know everything about the genre. Here's my movie about the genre, you know? That's what it felt like. It felt like a Redditor horror movie. And I was like, okay, we get it. You think you know everything about the genre.
1: Yeah, I just didn't laugh at it. I mean, that was my biggest problem. It was a horror comedy that I didn't laugh at. And I think, you know, The Mask of Leslie Byrne did it a lot better many years before. Yeah. So I just... The special effects were good. I like the gore in a couple of the shots. I was like, whoever was doing that, good job. Uh, I don't know who it was. I didn't look it up. But the the comedy for me didn't land. So yeah. anyway, I,
0: I like that one, but not like a lot. <laughs> you know, I just I was like, okay, fine.
1: Well, the thing is, like, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I just, I it's not for me. I'm like, I'm tired of the meta. Yeah, I'm
0: tired. Of, I'm tired of the meta. I'm tired of the John Carpenter send up. You know. Yeah. Even though I fucking mentioned Strangers, but still, like, just do everybody's doing it. Yeah, every, just do your do, own thing. Do
1: your own thing. Uh, I'm not going to sit there and rail on that movie because I'm glad independent horror like that keeps coming out. Oh, yeah. At the
0: keep at the same it. time, like, I'm glad it exists. Yeah. You know, like, it's still keep making your thing, man. Like, it may not be for me, but I'm glad it's there.
1: Well, the whole thing is, like, I'd rather watch Soft Matters than something like that. And Soft Matters is wonderfully weird. Oh, God. Love that movie. Yeah.
0: that's That should have been an honorable mention because that's like number 15 or something on my list. Uh, Soft Matter is incredible. If you haven't seen it, go see it right now. <laughs> it's going to change your life, I promise. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something.
1: <laughs> uh, my number seven is Hereditary. Uh, it's, it is serious. Uh, the real reason. One, this movie has balls. Two, it has an excellent performance from Tony. Um, Tony Collette. Tony Collette, which hopefully she gets nominated for an Oscar. I doubt it.
0: Yeah that one could I feel like that one could sneak in a well, a screenplay out, screenplay. Out, yeah. I feel like
1: the real reason this is on my number top, top 10 is like when I left the theater I was speechless. I didn't like the ending either. Oh, I hate the ending of that movie.
0: I really don't like the ending.
1: Middle the beginning and the middle portion is so good. I just didn't care about the ending now. I didn't even walk out of the theater like Ugh. I walked out of the theater like what the fuck
0: yeah, there, there are sections of that movie that are great. It's not in my top. It like, kind of just missed my... I feel like it's in my top maybe 30 or something like that. It just mm-hmm. missed my top 25. I did... Uh, there's sections of that movie that I think are incredible. I just think it has pacing problems, and I hate the ending. That's yes. my only... And I don't ever want to watch it again, you know? I've seen it once. I agree. I'm good. <laughs> well,
1: usually a movie that I don't want to rewatch will not make my top 10 ever. Right. This is a few... Ans- I kind of want to rewatch certain parts of it because I want to listen to the commentary. I want to listen to the director. It's a first time director, by the way, which I can Yeah, that's kind insane of char- to me. Yeah. yeah. I just want to hear explanations on it. And that's, that's really it. Cause there's, there's some, there's some guts in that film. And I mean the, what they did. Yeah. Congratulations for being very courageous.
0: Yeah. Definitely shocked some audiences. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. I was in a packed theater. And while there were a few chuckles, it was a pretty good crowd because some of it is a little funny because it's so dramatic. It yeah, seems. it's it's
0: a, it gets a little soap opera in parts. Yeah.
1: but uh, when the the part happens that shocked everyone, you could hear a pin drop.
0: Oh yeah, same in my theater, which was also packed when I saw. it. And I saw this like I saw this one later too. I didn't see this one right away. I didn't have time to see it when it first came out. Uh, so I saw it maybe two three weeks later packed house still yeah so this was, one um, the word got out about this one
1: yeah this was a good word of mouth uh your number seven
0: number seven's halloween here's where mine pops up i thought one of two things were going to happen with this one it was either going to be my number one this year or was i was going to not like it that much so it being like number seven is kind of weird to me because i really thought i was either going to be like this is my favorite thing ever or i like it but whatever uh but it's it's i it's close to my top, but uh, it's it, but number seven, I really I really liked it. I, I think everything worked. I saw this one twice in theaters, also. So, these kind of in a row, I saw uh, twice in theaters. I love Jamie Lee Curtis in the movie. I love uh, actually all the actors doing a really good job. It's like bringing like really good acting back to the series. Uh, some of the writing is 50 50. Uh, some of it I really like, some of it's a little uh, hokey, but um,
1: <laughs> the podcasters at the beginning are just. Like, to me, I, I get why it was put in, but as we're podcasters, like, when she was just sticking the mic up, and she's, like, 50 feet away from, yeah. and I'm like, you can't hear any of that. What are you
0: doing? <laughs> but also, I think they were making fun of podcasters, too. I hope so. I think they <laughs> yeah, were. Because you uh, should make fun of us. <laughs> because, yeah, absolutely, and we definitely deserve it. So I think that's that was the point of them. And, it, it, you know, I don't know. I really liked it. I, I love the series. Uh, I think it does a lot of the same things that H2O did, and I think I like H2O still a little bit more, uh, but uh, I, I really liked it. It was good.
1: I do like H2O. I don't understand such the hate. I, I, I understand Michael Myers' goofy mask. Uh, I think it is goofy. Um, like It's so bright white. And plasticky. (laughs) I I didn't know if they were doing that on purpose, though. I
0: think they, didn't they have, like, four different masks they used in that one, too? Like, four different effects houses worked on that one?
1: But what we can say is Resurrection is easily the best.
0: Easily. Number one, Busta Rhymes, for life. (laughs) Number four, life. Uh, I'm kidding. I hope that film burns. That's the worst film in the series, easily. Uh, But uh, H2O, man, that one holds up. That gets better with time. Watch have, that one again if you guys haven't seen it recently.
1: Yeah, I have the VHS on that. I rewatched it about mm, seven months ago, maybe. Yep, it's, liked it.
0: Gets gets better with time. It's like a fine wine. Yeah. but I think and I think H four O will do the same.
1: <laughs> Hollywood, take note. We just mentioned Hereditary and Halloween two thousand eighteen. Uh, these are female led casts. It's okay. These are working.
0: Yeah, I mean, of my top ten. Uh, so far, the, I guess of like the twelve, uh, movies that I have because I have the two honorable mentions, of the uh six I just talked about, one, two, three, four are female led,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's not I'm not doing it on purpose. It's just these are great movies and they're turning in great performances.
1: Yeah, I actually didn't even notice it until you said it. And I'm like, hey, look at that. That's too, uh Yeah, look at that. And I even said Annihilation, which is, like, all female cast pretty much. Yeah, who knew? Yeah. Yeah. Number six, The Quiet Place. Another serious... um, I would say this was an experience horror film. Uh, Sarah and I saw it with maybe 20 people in the theater. And it was so quiet. Everyone was on the edge of their seat. Uh, Now, I did notice when this film came out, the backlash. There was a lot of people like, it wasn't that good. Well, the problem is, is you went into it with an expectation of like, it's the greatest horror movie ever no it's not but it is a really good family drama slash monster film slash sensory horror film
0: i really liked quiet place i thought it was really good it's not it's not my top but i I really liked it It it's good good movie
1: sarah really really liked it i liked it a lot but she was just like that was one of the best films i've ever seen nice (laughs) i was like oh wow really but it was a great audience
0: yeah, I had a good, I had a good great theatrical audience, experience yeah. too with that one.
1: Okay, your number six.
0: My number six is uh, not a horror movie. Finally, uh, eighth grade. I loved eighth grade. Uh, I I have a thing for coming of age movies. You're gonna see a couple more on my list uh, coming up. Uh, but God, another great female-led movie. Another great uh, lead performance uh really good writing on this one really funny really fun really true really honest made me feel uncomfortable i was like god that's what that's what we were like in eighth grade like it it, like how much hasn't changed with the new generation it's like oh we were all so, all so awkward in eighth grade and it, it, oh, it was it was fun it was a fun experience
1: it was junior high years and like the ninth maybe even up to 10th grade Ugh, we were weird Ugh. life was weird yep Uh, Especially the internet. I mean, I was right into the introduction of it where I used to print off pictures and bring them into school, and they're like, Whoa, you did that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, my early internet days of like looking up movie release dates would just be like, That'd be my thing. That would get me off. (laughs) That was my internet porn, looking up uh, movie release dates (laughs) in the Uh, early days of the internet.
1: You are a nerd. (laughs) Yeah. So am I. Uh, Number five, mine's Revenge. Also, Windy City. Yes, Uh, we screened that, too. So this one was interesting to me because when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh, Rape Revenge. Yeah, that's not not in my boat. I I don't really, I don't dig those. I Spit in Your Grave, you know, all these ones in the past. Uh, You know, because of canon films, Rape Revenge or just Rape as like making that the bad guy. Was one of those things I'm like I'm not into it I don't like it, uh, but I did see it because it was <laughs> Windy City Oda why not uh, and I thought it was really really good uh, they don't shine in on the rape they they show it for like they don't actually show the rape <coughs> I don't remember that they they do they show it do. how much of it i don't remember not, it. it's
0: not it's not too graphic it's not like i spit on your grave or anything but they it's show it's not it. like death wish yeah yeah and actually the fact that they show it is one of my problems with the movie I, I showed it but like i actually have a lot of problems with this one
1: i don't remember the right part of it at all like
0: good did I, did I close my eyes maybe it's there. i
1: remember him like over the top of her
0: no it's 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 in there what? Yeah. It's it's not much. It's not like super graphic. It's not like like I said spit on your grave, but it's in there. Uh yeah. and it's one of my problems with it. Uh but, but besides her, that, the revenge is pretty satisfying. Her
1: revenge and uh the the two bad guys in it that she kills at the end is so satisfying. And there's a lot of male nudity, <laughs> yeah. which I was like, "Wow, bravo."
0: Yeah. No, uh props to them for doing that and you know, it's it's it once it gets past sort of the rape section of the movie and it becomes a revenge movie uh it kind of takes off and that's where the movie really shines but Uh, i have i have a lot of problems with the beginning of the movie
1: man i i don't know maybe i just like completely because i was like oh i'm so used to death wish which death wish 3 is one of the worst where the rape scene's like five minutes and i'm like come on yeah but then we find out that that director was creepy as fuck
0: yeah Michael winner don't hang out with that guy yeah. Uh, and, yeah d- but... and don't confuse him with Alex Winter. <laughs> yes. Who is in that film. Yes. And Alex Winter is a national fucking treasure.
1: Wow. I'm really surprised I don't remember the Ray right part of it.
0: I would say go back and rewatch no, it. But... No. no. <laughs> it's on, sh- just... on Shutter, guys. You
1: can watch it. I'll just skip 30 minutes in because when she goes ballistic. That's when it gets it's good. It's awesome. Yeah. My number
0: five is uh, a movie that's not out yet, um, but is coming out in February, but I saw it in October. It is Mega Time Squad. Uh, It's a time travel comedy from New Zealand. It's got one of the actors from What We Do in Shadows. uh, And it is so funny and so over the top. Uh, The New Zealand style of comedy is unlike... Anything else that exists, I guess the closest thing I can compare it to is it is kind of like that office and parks and rec kind of humor, but like it's faster and it's more ferocious um, because if you've seen what we do in shadows, which I'm assuming a lot of our listeners probably have because it's kind of our in our wheelhouse or whatever, yeah. you know the kind of humor I'm talking about and it's another movie that features that. Uh, it's also uh, f- the filmmakers did the effects for deathgasm so it's got that kind of humor as well I, I laughed from start to finish and it's like an 80 minute movie and it fucking flies by i can't recommend it enough february 15th this is another dark skies putting this one out on all the vod things check it
1: out my number four oh this one was good uh blind spotting
0: oh, i missed this one too damn it <laughs> you got two on there that i missed that i really wanted to see
1: It's uh, see this one has a relation to Black Klansman in a way where, uh, while Black Klansman was kind of laid back on the racism, played to more humor, Blind Spotting has the racism like in the background, like it's not focused on it, but then it comes into play all at the end really well, and I'm impressed by all the performances in it. I did this movie like was just a sidewind hit. I, I had no idea when I watched this in the theater, I was like. Well, I got to see something. I want to see this. Holy crap.
0: I really wanted to see this. I, I, I will see this eventually, but I, I missed this one.
1: Very good ending. Very, very good. All right. I'll have to check it out. You're number four.
0: Mid-90s. Jonah Hill. Directorial debut. I was going into this and ready to hate it because it's Jonah Hill and, you know, Joe, what can I say about Jonah Hill I like his movies and I, I think he's funny but like there is something kind of so like you want to hate him a little bit too about him maybe because he's a little arrogant or whatever I don't know but he was going in and he's directing a movie and he shot it on a uh, 16 millimeter. It's, like, full frame, so it's the square instead mm-hmm. of the the widescreen you're used to. Uh, he's doing it kind of like, a, if you've ever seen, like, a Larry Clark movie or a Harmony Corinne movie, like a, the early ones, where it's, you know, it's focusing on kids, but it's real. Kids have sex, kids do drugs, you know, stuff like that. What? Um, yeah. Uh, and I was ready to just be like, Oh God, one of these movies. I was ready to hate it. And it fucking floored me. Uh, great performances, great writing. Uh, Jonah Hill makes, makes the full frame one, one through three aspect ratio work. It's good. (laughs) It's so good. I can't recommend it enough. It's a great coming of age movie again.
1: Yeah. I missed that one. I, I remember seeing the trailer for it on something. And to me, I was just like, oh, we're doing this now. Well, now we've done the 80s. Now we're going to move on to the 90s. Okay. I think, didn't Netflix come out with like a 90s type TV show? Oh, yeah. I think it did. I didn't see it, but I think it did
0: it's called mid 90s but it's actually a reference i think to the temperature uh it doesn't oh, is it? yeah it doesn't focus it's it's never like in I your saw face like all skateboarding and i'm like yeah. oh 90s yeah i mean it is it's a skateboarding movie and it, i think i think it does take place in the mid 90s but it's a double play uh, but uh, it doesn't harp on it too much this it basically just gives an excuse to have a kickin soundtrack cuz it's all stuff from like 96 socal stuff so it's got like the hip hop the the punk you know, all the cool stuff that was coming out, like 95, 96. Hmm. All right,
1: great yeah. great I'll, soundtrack. I'll, I'll definitely watch that one because um, I saw it. That was the only one I remembered on your top 10 because I saw your top 10 when you put it on there and I immediately was like, "Good yeah, scroll. <laughs> okay, my number three is much more lighthearted. It is Deadpool 2. Uh, when I first saw this, I was like, that's good. Not as good as the first. I rewatched this in December with my brother's uh, when I went home for Christmas and we had a blast, we were laughing through it, having fun, the references. I, I picked up on more little Easter eggs throughout it. Uh, I laughed more and I fucking love the juggernaut in it. Cause I also love, I, I just, that's Ryan Reynolds role of his life.
0: Yeah. It's Ryan Reynolds playing himself. He finally got to do it. You know, he got to do Deadpool.
1: Oh, um, and when he, Oh, I can't ruin that. Never mind. Damn it.
0: Um, this one's number twenty-four on my list. Uh, I, re- I it's it's chaos, but it's just kind of it. wonderful chaos.
1: Yeah, I, I I again, this would not have been on my top ten if I didn't rewatch it and have such a good time. And if we're doing our favorite movies, that one it, it got bumped up, and uh, I think I, I texted you. I was like, oh man, I've, I've changed this a few times on yeah. my top ten list. And I'm like, I'm gonna settle with this. I'm gonna settle.
0: It's a good choice. It's a it's a fun fun movie. My number three is another coming of age movie. What a surprise here! Uh, Love Simon. I loved this movie. Uh, what a feel good, just nice coming of age movie. Uh, definitely rooted in like the John Hughes kind of. Again, it does it portrays kids real. Uh, It's PG-13, so it's a little gentler than uh, mid-90s, but it's real, you know, and it's kids today, which I don't necessarily really relate to because I've kind of crossed that threshold where now I relate to the old people more than the kids. It's still relatable and like, you know, yeah, the technology is different and, you know, kids are different because of social media and all this stuff, but there are certain things that like everybody can remember from when they were 16 years old, you know, so uh, there is that aspect to it and it is just so nice. It's just a cute movie and it's a feel good movie and it's and it it's doing it's doing the John Hughes thing, which is really, really, really hard to do. It well,
1: is. yeah. That's yeah, damn it, there's another one I haven't seen. It's like ugh. I only hit two on yours or two on mine that you haven't seen. I think now you've hit like what five. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got some weird ones on my yeah. list this year.
1: All right, number two for my for me is upgrade. Loved upgrade. Uh, this whole futuristic nihilistic view, uh, loved it, and the revenge aspect of it, and um, the the Tom Hardy knockoff guy. <laughs> that's American always, Tom Hardy. Yeah, that's what I always called him. Uh, I have I like him better now. I just really did not like him in. Um, Oh, Prometheus.
0: Talk about Upgrade in a second. <laughs> Uh-oh. You're number two. My number two is not Upgrade, uh, but uh, my number two is A Simple Favor. Uh, another female-led movie. Mm, yeah. Uh, Paul Feig. Uh, one of the cleverest things this marketing did before it came out was that it was saying... Paul Feig is doing a mystery thriller mm-hmm. And then you get there And it's still a comedy But it's like a dark comedy Ooh, it was satisfying This one's fun It's wacky It's wild It's mean uh, It's it's a good dark comedy It's not super dark It's not like a very bad things Or anything like that But it's it's got the right amount Of like fucked up things Happening in it It's uh, super fun And great lead performances By the two girls
1: Yeah, Anna Kendrick is really good in it she's really believable too as like a mom blogger (laughs) but also like her vlogger sorry let me get that right
0: as like the eyes of the audience too for a little while Uh she's she's fun to be like your main character for a while yeah and then and then like as she kind of grows into the mystery then then she takes takes hold of the movie uh and suddenly you're not her eyes anymore you're like Going for the ride with her now. It is smart movie, really well written. I, I just, I really enjoyed this one.
1: You don't get a lot of these films anymore. This is no. more of like a would, shit. This is more like a sixties. Yeah, this is a like tough. A so done
0: It's like a who done it comedy. Black, black yeah, comedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it yeah. These movies don't get made anymore. So when they do, it's a real fucking treasure.
1: Yeah, it was good. Uh, we uh, Sarah and I watched that. Both really enjoyed that one. The suburban other parents. Wow, that was really real. Like they were just talking mad trash. Yeah, they were so funny. The <ials> yeah, the, basic, yeah. the
0: movie's Greek chorus, which was so funny it that like is- they chose to do that. That was great.
1: It was fun. Uh, I dug it. Uh, my number one. <Japon commercials> Sorry to bother you. Oh, nice. Fucking loved. I that was another one where I'm like, oh, what? This is odd looking. Let me go watch it what david cross as the white voice in it because the whole movie is uh the main character who is black and is in oakland yeah you like the two oakland movies blind spotting also again two movies i just walked into uh yeah i was like well it's sunday i'm gonna go watch something while sarah's doing something and uh i walked into it i didn't know much about it but everyone told me like you know david cross is the voice in that and i'm like what so he takes a telemarketing job and then the old man next to him, which is played by Predator 2 himself, um, Danny Glover. Danny Glover, says uh, like, you gotta use your white voice. And David Cross's voice coming out of his
0: out uh, of Lakeith Stanfield so Lakeith from uh, Get out. out Yeah,
1: is so great. And then he just runs up the ladder, and then when he gets to corporate, there was a point in this movie I go, where the fuck is this going? and then this is why it's my number one It's because you if you haven't picked up i love absurd endings i love courageous absurd whether they're dumb or really smart just do it yeah this one goes there this one goes to another planet <laughs> it and it felt like i still think about this film and i saw this in like
0: isn't, isn't Army Hammer incredible in like the last 30 minutes of that movie?
1: I, I don't really like him in much.
0: He's great in He's this. He's
1: great in this. And I could, I, oh, I couldn't believe they did that.
0: It's, it's a wild ass movie. Yeah.
1: If there's any movie who surprised, I mean, Hereditary shocked me more. Uh, but this one just, I don't know, like, <laughs> it's just grabbed me by its claws or its horse dick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah you'll see you'll see when you see it uh yeah i really like this one too this is this is a fun wacky movie if, if you guys like this one uh check out it's from the 60s or 70s i don't remember late 60s early 70s uh robert downey so junior's father yeah. directed a movie called putney swope which is also about a black telemarketer moving up the oh, right. really? and yeah. it's sort of uh, the director of this said he kind of used this as a springboard for this uh, it's it's not a remake or anything like that but it's also super weird uh, I highly recommend it it's probably of my of the few that I've seen it's my favorite Robert Downey movie Robert Downey senior movie mm-hmm. uh, and it, it it you could see the parallels this would make a great double feature so if you like this movie check out Putney Swope it's, it's really hard to find but if you can find it uh, it's it's a worth it's worthwhile.
1: All right. Everyone's been waiting. Matt Storks, number one.
0: It's already been spoiled, uh, but Upgrade is my favorite movie of the year this year. Wow. I was ready yeah. to like this movie. I knew I was going to like this movie. I did not know I was going to like this movie this much. This Everything is- works. Everything works. It's silly. It's wacky. I This movie should have opened with the Canon logo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like this movie, it, it doesn't do like an 80s thing. It's not like obnoxious where it's like, you know, But it just feels like it came from one of those B companies. Like I was waiting for like the New World pictures or the Canon logo to come up before this movie. If you like that shit, you're going to love this movie. But it's the modern equivalent to that. It does the same thing that kind of Venom does. And the best parts of Venom are when like Tom Hardy's talking to himself. This has that as well with uh, not Tom Hardy and STEM in the movie. It's so funny. It works so well
1: not tom hardy that's just <laughs> not, yeah not tom hardy <laughs> tom hardy jr
0: um yeah the violence is great the revenge is great the the ending is great uh the sci-fi aspects of it is works so well because it's like kind of futuristic but not it just kind of tiptoes into futuristic but it still gives you a real landscape or whatever um yeah everything fucking works in this movie
1: Woo! Yeah, it's the physical performance by not Tom Hardy. He's great. so good.
0: Not Tom Hardy's great in this movie. W- miles better than Venom. Sorry, real Tom Hardy. <laughs>
1: yeah, Venom was a real mixed bag.
0: Yeah, and uh, like I said, the parts that work best are the parts that Upgrade already did.
1: I will say this about Venom. It's good for a Sony film. <laughs>
0: yeah, good. It's good, and it's good for like a, a, a modern superhero movie, I guess, too, because it feels more like a '90s superhero movie. <laughs> yeah. But so
1: hopefully they get better with theirs, or or they'll sell. I don't know. They already sold their uh, streaming service to Vudu.
0: Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I got the email about that. I so did I? Yeah. I was
1: like, oh, so you sold? I wonder if your uh, production company is gonna. I like they're know. like we're gonna do another Ghostbusters for all you haters out there and then we're oh, maybe make enough money and we'll sell because they made a shit ton of money off in them.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do I mean they've got men in black coming out this year they've got ghostbusters mm-hmm. coming out next year they're kind of they might be cashing out they might be hitting well, all their last couple franchises they have in well, I'm they're...
1: surprised they're not um, like pivoting because they spent a million dollars on searching and that made over 70 million in the box office. That is to... incredible.
0: Well, I think I think Screen Gems, who is actually who, got searching. Uh, oh, Is their low? Well, no, it's Sony. Sony yeah. still owns it. That. That's what's keeping Sony alive because that's all Screen Gems is all their low budget stuff.
1: Well, uh, you know, with how good uh, Blumhouse has done with these, you know, spend under ten million or whatever they spent. Because I think Halloween was like what $5 million, four or five. Uh, yeah, years? yeah. Like, I, they're Yeah. between five and seven. I think yeah, with marketing. Yeah, somewhere around there. I like it. I like the less money spent, but you get to be more flexible and creative with the uh, script. The more bloated these films come with a budget, the more conservative they are. They're like, okay, we have to do this because we have to hit the Chinese market. Yeah. And, and and China has kind of ruined the U.S. film. And, and Okay, maybe not ruined, but now we have to occasionally see some films where you're like, Transformers 5 or whatever, yeah. that's or, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Yeah, they are um, marketing
0: to both. at the yeah. They're trying to have their cake and, and they, eat it too. They're yeah. doing the Chinese market and us at the same time, and there's something that is lost in that.
1: And you can tell in the scripts too because Ninja Turtles 2 is really bad where they basically turn to the audience. They're like, this is why this is happening, and that's a bad guy. And then you're like, oh, it's because... They're trying to peel the multicultural. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Oh, they have to dumb it down. And that's a movie. Like everyone knows the turtles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do we
1: really, we have to do this?
0: Well, uh, I, I think, I think both of our top 10 lists, uh, show this, uh, cause we both have a lot of like low budget stuff in our lists. Uh, yeah, we don't have our first our two. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, I, and I've got some too that are bigger movies, mm-hmm. but, uh, like, the 80s where more is more, the 90s where more is more is more, <laughs> and then like- Bigger now, cast, bigger and, budgets. And now we've kind of gotten to where less is more. Like, a little bit goes a long way these days because when the more is more movies that come out today, there's not there's nothing to grasp onto. It's, you're getting a lot. It's sensory overload. You know, it's a three hour long movie, explosions, villains, crazy stuff, but nothing grabs you. Less is more now, you know, stripping Michael Myers down to a five million dollar movie made it scary again, you know, for new audiences. Less is less is more this year or at least these few these past few years, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I dug the lesser films, not lesser films, uh, the smaller budget films. Definitely. I mean, it was obvious.
0: <laughs> yeah, there, so it was working this year for sure.
1: Uh, stop giving us reboots. Soft reboots, you sons of bitches. I'm just saying that out loud. I think
0: I think that's, I think think people have reboot fatigue. I think we're getting sequels now.
1: Yeah, but if they keep making a ridiculous amount of money off it, it doesn't matter. I, I get it. Built-in franchises make a lot of money. You already have an audience right there, and they're going to it. But I kind of really stopped. I didn't go to um, Mary Poppins 2.
0: Oh, it sucked.
1: Don't. First of all, I, saw I, it. I, I was more of a Bednoms and Broomsticks Kind of guy because Angela Lansbury is my your boo thing, my boo. <laughs> like I love that lady. I even uh, tweeted. I even tweeted last night about watching uh, Murder She Wrote. I'm like, damn, you can't go past this. It's awesome.
0: Oh, that show's great. Uh, Angela yeah.
1: Lansbury, I love you.
0: Yeah, Mary Poppins returns. It's not good. It's not I, good. I don't, it's I'll, not good.
1: I don't know if I'll see it because I'm just like, oh. and I wanted to see the 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 Pooh Bear. Uh,
0: Christopher Christopher
1: Robbins but again I was like I'm tired of this
0: that one I don't
1: want to see Lion King either
0: I don't want to see Lion King it's just going to be the exact same movie again I already have my I
1: already have a masterpiece
0: I already have my animated Lion King don't try to sell me that this is live action because it's all CG anyway yeah you know like it's it's another animated Lion King doing exactly the same the thing.
1: New line, the New Line podcast here is also the Trashing on Disney podcast. They've
0: been fucking up lately, man. Uh, uh, they're making a lot of money, though. Yeah, it's working for them. Uh, Dumbo looks good, though, because it looks different from the original. But that's about uh, it. Again,
1: I already, I already have Dumbo. I don't care.
0: That's Tim Burton. I don't care. You got me in seats with Tim Burton. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the soft reboots, maybe outside of Disney, are going to slow down a little bit.
1: We'll see. I'm going to be pessimistic on it. I don't think it will at all.
0: We'll see. I guess time will tell.
1: You need to have a couple where they're just not making their money back, and they're like, okay, okay, giant machine, it's time to switch gears here.
0: (laughs) I just think with Halloween success, we're going to see more sequels
1: now. I hope so. And And hopefully
0: dropped-in-the-middle sequels, too, not just like, you know, part nine of something like... You know, this happens between two and three. This happens between one and two. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, Halloween. That was that was kind of that took some courage to like just say, oh yeah, all the other films don't exist. It's just (laughs) like
0: one, then this one. Yeah, and it worked, and it worked so well. It did. It did because it 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 smartly didn't erase the other ones because you can still have those. It's just different storylines, like a comic book. You know, you can go this route, you can go this route. You know.
1: Well, why don't you just redo redo films that should have been good but were bad.
0: Or that too, yeah. Why? Why not remake? Because that bad still films? would
1: have a built-in audience, probably. Yeah. At least somewhat, and then you know,
0: like in twenty-five years, remake Venom because it's not a good movie.
1: Maybe, but it's yeah, a good it character, would have a and you have a
0: built-in audience, so just you know, do that.
1: All right, let's move on to our. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, for me, it would be bad, bad, funny, and disappointing. Uh, I guess I'll start with my disappointing uh, number one was Super Troopers two.
0: I liked it. That was fun. I
1: didn't. I I, I, didn't, I laughed twice.
0: Oh, I laughed a lot. But I that's the, my humor. So
1: the, the theater was silent. Really? And then that like,
0: that'll ruin your experience. That was for that.
1: that was a surprise. I could hear a couple coughs, like waiting for the jokes, and and then it was just like, no, no, that that is the joke, and you're like, ooh, um, uh oh,
0: <laughs> I'm I'm a trash human. I saw chips in theaters. Really? Yeah, of course. There was nobody was there. It was, well, you, know. you saw Baywatch too, right? I saw Baywatch in yeah. theaters also. The fun. people that were in Chips were so into the humor. Well, that's and crazy. it was getting me tickled because they were laughing. And I was like, this is a bad movie. But like, God, I'm having the best time because these people are having the best time. So your audience can yeah. make or break a comedy for you.
1: Uh, another one, I'm going to actually say three disappointing. Another one was Jurassic World 2, The Fallen Kingdom. I'm not going to talk much about that because we did a whole podcast on it. I, I just don't it, no. And I liked it. I know. Yeah,
0: you can go back. I I claim it's the best sequel of the series so far.
1: And I I think it's like leftovers that have been in the back of your fridge. And then you pull it out and you're like, how does this not have mold on it?
0: (laughs) And then you eat it anyway and it turns out to be all right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, And then my other one, again, not going to talk much about it because we did it, was puppet master the littlest reich uh i laughed a few times but i know a lot of people really disagree with me that's cool it's cool to have different opinions but uh i was disappointed in it and not to mention i spent six dollars to watch it
0: Ugh. Ugh. if we're gonna yeah if we're gonna talk about well I'll, I'll jump in then here and turn it into the worst movies of the year i hate doing like a worst of the year because filmmakers take a lot of time to make these movies well, and most, a lot of yeah. e- energy and a lot of you know
1: all the people building sets, all the people doing costumes. Like I have Cameron,
0: so much re- I've 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 made a movie. You know, like I, I have so much respect for these people that make movies and it's so hard. And I'm sure my movie has appeared on a lot of worst lists. You know what I mean? So like I get it. But there's no fucking excuse for why Pubmaster was that bad. <laughs> there
1: are a few I've I've seen a couple other people uh really dig their claws into it. And I was like, okay, so Matt and I aren't alone oh
0: no we're not alone there's it's it is there's people that are in the middle with it there's people that are on our side with it there's people that like it you know like this one has really divided the fans the
1: the end to me is what really pissed me off
0: it doesn't have an ending it doesn't have an ending you we did a whole episode on this too uh it is just hot garbage there's no excuse for this movie there's no excuse for how bad it is if if Full Moon is cranking out these movies, uh, for you know under a mill every time, well under a mill every time, uh, probably like a hundred grand, and their movies are better, there's no fucking excuse. This was terrible. well, see, that's
1: where we differ, because like after four for me, maybe five can has certain things. They're awful. Like I just think like that one, the prequel, uh Oh, I have an entire set signed <laughs> right there. But that prequel was uh, what was that called? Retro. Um, Retro. Master? That was terrible. See, yeah, and boring. I've got boring.
0: I've got yeah. I think that movie's boring too. Uh, I've got problems with a lot of the other Puppet Master sequels too. But like none of them infuriated me as much as Littlest Reich did. You know.
1: Yeah, you were, you were extra hot. I, I re-listened to it. I was like, wow, yeah. It was fun to hear Matt go, yeah, fuck you, you fucker.
0: Yeah, uh, go back and also listen to that episode, and then you could, uh, on Horror Society, you could read my zero out of five review on that one, which Did is just... Did you get just... any emails from that? No. Damn it. Robert I, da- I didn't mention Robert Davy in yeah, it. Yeah, that's your so...
1: problem. It seems like Robert Davey should have made it. He yeah. been like, you fucking Chicago. Hey, I'm going to come <laughs>
0: over there and kick your ass. Uh, listen to the Goonies episode. Uh Robert Davey doesn't like me. <laughs>
1: yep. My bad funny was Peppermint. It was I, I was cracking up at how much they screwed up on it. It's a bad movie. It's yeah. Bad.
0: I, I uh I wouldn't call this bad funny for me. I just think it was bad uh just like regular bad yeah, but but is, bad. Jennifer Gardner's great in it oh no,
1: yeah she's incredible. it's like one of those like
0: great performances in a bad movie type thing
1: doesn't make any sense you're like are you sure you're supposed to be in this film because everyone else just cashed a paycheck
0: yeah everybody else is just there but she's like giving it a hundred percent this is this was a year of that because we mentioned Mary Poppins and I thought Emily Blunt was great as Mary Poppins but I didn't like the movie uh I loved Rami Malik in Bohemian Rhapsody I didn't like that movie oh uh, and I, I loved Jennifer I, Garner in this movie, but I did not like this movie.
1: Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. That that was incredible. He was he was Freddie Mercury. He's it was, it was freaking in- me out. <laughs> incredible
0: in such a bad movie.
1: And the last no, but the last fifteen minutes where they just redid the live performance. That's nuts. Yeah,
0: it's it's it's
1: good. That's one of my favorite live performances. I, I I've seen that plenty of times before the movie. Right and when that came out, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. But yeah, it's so, uh, so, It's it, basically they just didn't tell the story.
0: Well, And yeah, and they basically did like a VH1 Rock Doc, you know, PG version of Queen.
1: I, I don't, know. yeah. It's bad. It's well, bad. it was, a lot of it was just completely fabricated.
0: It was, it was the two members of the band that produced the movie trying to, you know, paint them as gods.
1: Yeah, that's fine. You you guys were gods, but gods usually have some yeah. pretty fucking We need to past. see the cracks yeah.
0: in the in the uh armor it's for us to like really fall in love with you and there were they it, were, it was not a warts and all thing. Uh but yeah, it's it's just a year of that I feel like too. Like obviously there was stuff we really liked, but the stuff I didn't like, I felt like there were still some good performances in those well, movies. It
1: was also a year of vigilante Justice, yeah. Uh, we had, you could tell we're angry, yeah, in we, 2018. We had Asher, uh, Death Wish. Death Wish is bad, it was that was, a that's a we disappointment, did, yeah. yeah. Uh, the old man with the gun, that one's good. I saw that, I didn't uh, see that one. It's a little boring, but uh, it's good. Yeah, I'm 50
0: uh, 50 on that director, so I didn't see that one. Uh,
1: The Mule, I don't know if that's a revenge film, but it it's, just feels like not. an old man, it's <laughs> doing not. Things. It, I
0: saw The Mule, it's pretty good, okay. it's not bad.
1: Well, Clint Eastwood. Uh, Needed to do something good after that. um, Oh, the movie where he used the Marines. Oh yeah, that uh, Uh, I just forgot the title of it, and I've seen it.
0: fifteen, eighteen to Paris or something like that. Like
1: what? What a what a story to tell. Terrible movie. Those. It's not the kid's fault. I mean it's not the I guess they're adults now I don't know how old they were it's not their fault they're not actors why are you putting them in acting roles I think
0: did we mention it in one of our episodes early on but like the one of the three guys that's like the best actor in the movie they like have they use the least like the the one guy who's pretty good in the movie is like the guy well, that's, like, not the main focal point. Well,
1: maybe it's because he didn't have to stretch so much. But the the main guy in it, uh, I can't remember the actual Marine's name. Um, I feel bad for him because there's parts in the beginning where they're, you know, trying to get you emotionally connected to him. And the I, I'm, like, watching in the theater. I'm like, why are you doing this, Clint Eastwood? Yeah. This is literally taking them the farthest out of their element.
0: <laughs> also, too, that was, like, Clint Eastwood's, like, I'm a I'm a Republican rally cry type thing. Like it's all gonna be about God and the Marines and everything. It was like, whoa, Clint Eastwood pump the brakes, and he almost like apologizes for that in the Mule because he's like, no, 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 I like Mexicans though, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, that's I, I still haven't seen the Mule, but uh, I've heard a few people. They're like, it's actually kind of Clint Eastwood being Clint Eastwood. And yeah, it's we'll see. I'll I'll see it eventually. Um, I will tell you my two least favorite films of the year. Gotti. That's is... on a lot of people's
0: worst list.
1: Now. Yeah. Cause I heard that and I'm like, well, I have to watch it. So I rented it for only $2 by the way. Nice. And everyone said it was one of the worst films of the year, blah, blah, blah. So I had that expectation. I went into it and when I watched it, it really is bad. It like outshines its expectation. Because John Travolta is creepy. The one of the creepiest actors I've ever seen in a role. Yeah, he's, he scares me. He well, like in this film, him trying to be Gotti, first of all, the film tries to paint Gotti like he wasn't that bad of a guy. Like you almost like, hey, feel sorry for him. I know he did horrible things, but like you can make the the mafia guy likable. You can make a bad guy likable. There's a lot of likable bad guys. But at the end of the day, they're fucking bad.
0: Yeah. They killed people. They hurt people. Yeah. They ruined people's lives.
1: Like, we all love Tony Soprano. Yeah. Most people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I mean, the ending is something different. But at the end of the day, like, the dude's bad. Right. He's done some well, bad he's shit. Like, he's oh. Yeah. This one was just like, don't you feel sorry for Gotti?
0: And also, but also, like, Tony Soprano's a character. Gotti was a real person who did yeah. real bad things to kill real people.
1: Yeah. It's... Ugh. He's so creepy and there's actually some good actors in this who you? it's almost like they just use the first take where I, I, I it's bad. It's really, have, it's really bad. I'll have
0: to watch it for the trash factor. And it.
1: there, there's, there's so much stuff stuffed into it that like, I forgot there, there were like, okay, we're going to start this storyline. And then they stop. and I read more on it. Apparently it went through a, like at least two directors couple producers like one producer left and he's like don't put my name on this nice uh might script rewrites during filming it's just like the perfect combination of like awful awful filmmaking and i feel sorry for everyone who actually worked hard on it
0: i I might have to resurrect uh trash movie nights to show this maybe once we'll do a one-off of this
1: it's creepy it's gonna make people uncomfortable Uh, because john travolta makes you so uncomfortable
0: yeah Listen, listen to uh our 2001 podcast of the AF high list and I talk extensively about how John Travolta scares me.
1: Yeah, well, he, he in this movie he is he literally shows up in my nightmares. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh god." Uh and then I'd say one that's just this is a comedy that isn't funny, The Clapper.
0: Oh, I saw that. I didn't hate that.
1: I didn't hate it either, but it's like exactly what you shouldn't do with a com- actually yeah, I did. I I really disliked it um
0: yeah i wouldn't say it's funny it's just kind of like a like just a flat you know it's, it's a, movie. Oh, it's it's a movie
1: it's a movie it's a movie ed helms i'm like i like him in some things
0: he does a lot of bad movies
1: yeah he does
0: which is weird because he's such a star
1: it's, I, I i just watched that film and it took me like four times to get through and i don't know why i finished it but i think i just had to get through it and i'm like this why did you do this film <laughs> Not him. I mean, everyone.
0: Everybody involved. Yeah, it was such a generic thing. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but it didn't do anything for me it either. It just, it just sort of existed. So uh, frustrating. So all I have, uh, but bes- you know, I mentioned my worst. Uh, the only other thing I have is uh, I last last time I did a trash movie of the year, which is sort of like a great terrible movie, uh, like one you just have to see to believe. And I I don't even remember what I talked about last year. What did I talk about?
1: Uh, Wish Upon?
0: Wish Upon.
1: Yes. God.
0: Rewatched that recently. That holds up as a trash Uh, movie.
1: You need to do that on like a movie night because I still, I forgot to watch it.
0: Yeah, you got to see But
1: you talking about it made me want to, I'm like, I got to watch that.
0: This year, the one you've got to see to believe is uh, Tyler Perry's Acrimony. Came out in March of this year's uh, Taraji P. Henson stars in it. Uh, And she is a wife or an ex-wife getting revenge on her husband type thing. But it is so completely and totally batshit insane. And Tyler Perry does not know. I've seen a few Tyler Perry movies now. uh, And I'm becoming a fan of his not for the right reasons (laughs) though. He just doesn't know how to tell one story at all. He, you, he, you are watching him be distracted by something else as the movie goes on. Because you're going down one path for a while. And then we go, like, we take like a sidetrack, and then that becomes the movie. And then that, and then a sidetrack from that becomes the movie. Instead of just being a straight line beginning to end, it's like he puts, he has this tapestry of sidetracks that lead to an ending that, but that, an ending that'll seemingly never come because. Every time you're like, you kind of get to a point where a story wraps up, a new story just starts. Uh, And Acrimony does this really funny thing where you get about like an hour and 15 minutes into this two hour movie. um, And then all of a sudden, like, he decides to put text on screen to kind of explain things that are happening. (laughs) There has not been text on screen at all in the rest of the movie. And he decides to just do this. He also hops a genre like we go from like this soap opera love story at the beginning to this like family drama to like this revenge film to like this outrageous and like extraordinarily violent ending out of nowhere from like where it starts to where it ends just makes zero sense. This movie is unbelievable and and just yeah the tapestry that he has created with several different stories that don't link up at all, but all use like the same characters in the movie is absolutely insane. You have to see this movie because
1: it
0: it's everything you should not do in a movie, but it is so entertaining.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, uh, another one. Um, this, this is part of my religious thing is uh, one nation under God uh, that that one's, that one, you kind of got to see that. They're so mean. They're so mean. Uh,
0: I can't watch those movies, man. Oh, they just God's get making uncomfortable.
1: God's Not Dead 3 is, is, is not as mean. Like God's Not Dead too is the meanest fucking. <laughs> Until, well, I don't know. One Nation Under God's pretty fucking mean (laughs) uh so let's do a recap here uh matt likes coming of ages films yeah uh steve can't remember the rape in a rape revenge film (laughs) (laughs) i'm embarrassed about that matt thinks you should see the tyler perry movie for how laughable it is Uh, i think you should be creeped out by Gotti. and both of us really like smaller movies
0: yeah and apparently Upgrade's one of the best because you've got it at number two and I have it at number one. So Upgrade, don't miss.
1: Yeah, watch it. Watch that damn movie. Yeah. Especially if you like canon films. You hear, yeah. you, you, you heard it here 697th time because I'm sure that's on a ton of top ten lists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nothing so, new here. Except our top ten list. That's yes. new.
0: Yeah, nobody's, nobody's done top ever done a top ten, 10 list so. before. Yeah, I mean, these are, these are our opinions, but I think... As listeners of this show, people who like the stuff we talk about, you guys would like all of these movies, though I think. You know the ones we're like.
1: Well, I, I I don't think a lot of people are gonna like Revenge.
0: Oh yeah, that might split people. I'm I'm personally split on it. I like a lot of stuff in it, and I don't like a, some other stuff in it. Get so
1: thirty five minutes into it. <laughs> yeah, right. And then watch her just fuck some shit up.
0: Yeah. Um. But like. I think I think for the most part our list is stuff that our listeners like. So like, they're new movies. But if you like the nostalgic stuff, these movies I feel like all have little pieces of the stuff that we like. You know that we oh, grew yeah, up yeah. with. You know, so I think you guys would like everything. Well, that's
1: revenge. The only real reason I like it is because shit gets wrecked. She does the wrecking, and it's a revenge. I love yeah, revenge. Yeah, it's Wars. bloody.
0: It's bloody as hell. It's gory as shit. And I, you know, I get off on revenge movies. We talked about this. Like, I get so much satisfaction from revenge movies. Uh, I don't like rape revenge movies, but I like revenge movies. So the revenge aspect of revenge is quite good because I enjoy that stuff. Uh, But yeah, no, you guys would like most of the stuff we're talking about. So as, as our audience, check it out. Check everything out. Make a list for yourself. And then go to the video store that doesn't exist and rent each one of these.
1: Yes. And I challenge all of you to give us your top 10 list, either on email it to us or put it on our Facebook page. Um, we'd love to hear it. I love different opinions.
0: Yeah. Tell us we're wrong. Like yeah. about something, you know, like <laughs> let's, let's argue about something.
1: Woohoo! Yeah. You've had some good uh, Facebook arguments this year.
0: I have. I've I'm not trying to be a shit stirrer, but uh, I've I've gotten into it. Uh, you're what was a
1: shit stirrer. that kind of like it seems like it's coming from the right place. Like you're like this is how I feel, and then people are like, "Fuck you, man!"
0: Yeah, I got in a lot of I got in a lot of trouble uh, when I did the uh, when I defended sort of B movies over the art horror stuff. When I like defended, and I wasn't I wasn't even putting down the art horror stuff. I was just saying like we need to you're... appreciate the B.
1: Your your tone kind of like when, because I can see you writing it, it came off like you're like, I don't. I'm not really big into the art horror. And to me, I was just like, I like both. I don't care. Yeah. And like, you could like There were a couple on yours. I was like, this is so entertaining. Yeah, no,
0: people got, people got mad at me. And I'm I'm fine with it because like, I love, we should all have different opinions. I mean, that's why I run a a film festival. And that's why I run it with Alex too, because me and Alex's tastes are very different. You know, like I, I love the differing opinions. I love running the festival because after each movie lets out, I love talking to the crowd and being like, what did you think? And I love when somebody's like, I hated it, or I loved it. Like, when people came out of Revenge and were like, I love it, I'd be like, I didn't love it, but let's talk about it. Like, you know, um, so, like, I love the different opinions, but man, I got in trouble for that. Man, did people come come at me for that. Uh, ba- yeah. But basically, my summation was, I just think that art house, strictly art house horror people, tend to be snobbier than the B.
1: Well, that's Fans, to be expected. I, I don't. But
0: I, I, a lot of people were arguing that there's there's uh, snobs on both sides, and I just I've had more experience dealing with art house snobs over B snobs, ever, like in my entire life. I haven't ran into too many people that are like that, you know, only like uh, you know, Slumber Party Massacre. And they're like, you like Hereditary? Ew. But when I'm like, when I talk to somebody who loves Hereditary and I'm like, oh, I like Slumber Party Massacre. They're like, oh, you're one of those trash people. You know, like they brush me off. So I've had more experience with that. Maybe maybe there are snobs on both sides. I'm just talking from my personal experience, but man, did that get me in trouble. People were mad at me for that.
1: <laughs> I just fuck with them because I'm, I'm so good. I was the middle child. So I, got, I had older... Uh, siblings, cousins, so I can just like jab them right back with something, and I'm like, oh, you're right. Please tell me what I should like.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, uh, I didn't back down, though. You know, when people got mad at me, I was like, no, no let's I mean, talk about this. I'm letting like,
1: you, like, I too love the conflict. Yeah. But I'm more I love of... <laughs> debates on stuff. I'm more the guy who's just like, everything's running well in the debate, and then I'll like throw a Bible verse in there, and everyone's like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm like, oh, if we're just going to be spewing nonsense, I just thought I'd bring the Bible in. Yeah. I'm that asshole.
0: Yeah. Weird. Why not? Instigator. That's what you are. Yes. I'm a shitster. You're an instigator.
1: So, uh, if you want more wonderful, weird stuff, listen to our podcast more and more, uh, Rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Subscribe to our Podbean. Subscribe.
0: Yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks for writing in. Thanks for helping us out with viewer uh, submission month. We've checked out some fun stuff for that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we got plenty more weird stuff com- coming at you in 2019.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Our next movie that we're going to release, I think, is quite weird. Not literally release. We're not running a distribution company yet.
0: Yes, the Analog Jones label hasn't taken off yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, write us at AnalogJones, T-O-F, at gmail.com and suggest something. Or just shoot us your opinion of your top ten list. We're all good. We love
0: Love it! Yeah, I think I think if you're going to do a top ten, you should put it on the Facebook so that we could argue about it. Like, let's put it on a public forum and let's get to, let's get into it.
1: If okay. you want to email yeah. us,
0: okay, but put it on the Facebook. Whatever let's talk. You do. Let's talk.
1: All right, and
0: remember to be kind and rewind. Yeah.